Greetings, leaders. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. I am your host, Jason Muhammad, founder of JM Leadership Consulting. Today's discussion, we're talking about shift. What is the definition of shift? Why do you need to make a shift? When do you need to make a shift? How do you make a shift, right? And what is the impact of your shift? Let's talk about that today. Greetings, leaders. Thank you so much for joining us for the episode of Leadership Is Podcast as we are discussing shift. What is shift? What is a shift? How does one make a shift? As I remind you every time I utilize a acronym in my podcast that I don't want to change your vocabulary but expand your dictionary. What I mean by that is we use words like shift, mindset, leadership, value, focus, passion, fear. We use these words every day as leaders. But when I create them into a acronym that can make the words more rooted inside of the leader's mindset, right? And then, of course, it expands the definition of that word. So when a leader is using this word, it can have a deeper meaning that can produce a greater effect for the leader as they are trying to relay whatever message they're trying to relay. So shift, S-H-I-F-T, when to make a shift, how to make a shift, why make a shift? What is a shift? To, to shift simply means to change. Why do leaders resist change? How to help leaders overcome the resistance of change? These are the titles of my last two podcasts that I did talking about change. There's two reasons why leaders resist change. And then, of course, we gave reasons of or you know, steps of how to help leaders to overcome change. If you would like to listen to those podcasts, they are the previous two podcasts before before this one here. Uh, Why leaders resist change, how to help leaders overcome the resistance of change. So please go back and listen to those. There are two different types of shifting that we want to talk about here today. So there are two different shifts that an employee or a leader is going to make or even a hidden leader or individual contributor is going to make here. The first one is shifting into a leadership position. When a individual, when an individual contributor or a high potential employee is making the shift from being an individual contributor or a high potential employee into a leadership position, they are displaying three mindsets of next generation leaders. Those three mindsets are adaptive, innovative, and connecting. Why adaptive? Well, we're living in a time where COVID-19 has produced not only a health-wise pandemic, but an economic pandemic. We're also living in a time where the George Floyd and other uh, Breonna Taylor and other civil, um, you know, other senseless murders, right, have produced uh, a, a somewhat of a civil unrest within, within this country. And so, therefore, this, this social injustice, right, is producing all of these protests and is a- actually shifting 
the mindset landscape, right, of, of America in, in general, right? People are fighting for equal rights, civil rights, justice. And so with this being said, right, uh, it, it's producing a, a, a whole lot of anxiety, right, within this country. Then 42% of Americans are feeling down, and part of the reason why is because a lot of when this pandemic first hit, right, and it produced uh, the first signs of the economic pandemic, a lot of people were furloughed from their companies. And then those that survived, right, or stayed back, they began to display symptoms of survivor's guilt, which is to simply say that they may have been thinking that they were more acceptable to being furloughed than watching their friends being furloughed, right? And so that's another story for another time. That's a, that's a whole nother mindset discussion that we would have to have, right? And so we're going to have that discussion pretty soon. Um, so again, with this COVID-19 that has produced, you know, this uh, economic uh, uh, pandemic, which of course is beginning to lighten up a little ha as here in the state of North Carolina, in the city in which I reside, Asheville, North Carolina, uh, we are now in what is called phase 2.5. 2.5 simply means we're not at the, the full three uh, or phase three, right? But we have shifted, right? We have moved or changed from phase two going into phase three, but we're shifting uh, in between three and two, right at 2.5. That means that a hotel who was normally able to, uh, to, to, to do 100% capacity can now do and was broken down to doing less than 50% is now able to do 75 plus, right, a percent or uh, of full capacity, but not quite at 100% full capacity. I drove through downtown Asheville and, you know, unfortunately, what I saw was kind of disturbing, even though um, the the tourism has picked up. And of course, the local companies are gaining a lot of, you know, more, a, a lot more economic development based on uh, the, the, the shift that we're in with 2.5. Uh, but unfortunately, I did not see a lot of social distancing at six feet, and I did not see 100% of the people wearing their mask. And so, uh, again, we would have to wait for the data analyst to, you know, uh, to configure the new numbers, right, after the 2.5 has been going on for quite a while, just to see exactly where we are. But again, that's a shift, right? And so that's a leadership decision, see, because the three mindsets of great, of generational, of next generation leaders, right, it is adaptive, innovating, and connective, right? So leaders have to be adaptive according to the times in which they're in. They have to have enough flexibility in their mindset to be able to make the adaptive adjustments, right, in order to, uh, to, to, to stay in the run as it relates to leadership and leadership development and productivity. And secondly, innovative. If you cannot adapt to the times, you cannot innovate, right, 
uh, new processes and systems that that can that can uh, reinforce uh, whatever new adjustments that you are making. So first, you have to be adaptive. Secondly, the adaptive leads into being innovative. And then, of course, you have to be connecting. You have to connect with your partners, strategic partners, um, you know, with your investors, with your funders, with your clients, right? And, of course, with your organization, with your department heads and with your employees, right? In order to connect uh, them with the innovation that you are that you are relaying them in whatever form of message or relaying the message, however whatever form you're using, right? That shows that you are a a great leader of, of that can adapt to the times. And so, so the first uh, the first shift is for the employee shifting into a leadership position. The second shift is, you know, when a leader is shifting to the next level. When a leader is shifting to the next level, you're going from one level uh, to the next level. Now, we talked about this in our last episode of the MVP, right? So when when a leader doesn't want to just be, like on the sports terminology, doesn't want to just be a player, but now he wants to be a most valuable player, right? Well, what makes a leader an MVP, right, is their mission, vision, and purpose. That is the MVP, right, uh, of values of, of a leader is the mission, vision, and purpose. And so, therefore, when a leader is shifting, right, to the next level, that's what they're looking at. What is the mission? What is their vision, right? And what is the purpose? And how can they increase on these things? And what that increase does is it increases their customer relations, their productivity and services, right? And it increases their bottom line. So, the two different ways that uh, that we're talking about making a shift here is for the high potential employee or the hidden leaders, right, to uh, to actually shift into a leadership position. And then once they run into that leadership position or those that have always been in leadership positions, shifting to the next level. So listen, we're going to take a quick break here. And then when we come back, we're going to go more into this whole shift idea. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for joining us or coming back with us for the episode of Leadership Is Podcast. We're talking about shift and we talked about the two different uh, shifts that will be made as it relates to leadership is number one, high potential employees going into leadership positions or shifting into leadership positions. And number two, leaders uh, are deciding to uh, shift to the next level, going to the next level. Now, there are two ways, right? Uh, of how leaders are going to make this shift. So the first one here we want to talk about is shifting gears, <laughs> right? You know, you ever heard the statement that says you need to get in gear or, or even you need to shift gears, right? Because sometimes when you're making moves and especially when you have a coach and leaders make the best coach, when you have a coach, Right. Your leader says, well, you need to shift gears, which means that your productivity, your momentum, your movement is not, you know, moving in the pace by which the times dictate. Right. So leaders have to shift gears. Right. Get in the proper 
gear. When you're looking at a large vehicle, let's say, for instance, a, a commercial licensed vehicle, uh, 18-wheelers even, right, or transport trucks, um, that have these uh, that has cargo on it, so they have to shift their gears. But they, 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 it really depends on the speed in which they need to go or are going. Right? Uh, it, it depends on the direction that they are going. It depends on the weight and volume of the cargo and the vehicle itself, and it also depends on the road conditions, which are you know almost a hundred percent dictated by the weather. Right. And so these vehicles have to shift gears in order to maintain safety, maintain uh, their 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 proper speed and even to maintain momentum. Right. These vehicles have to shift gears. And so that's the first way of how a leader is going to uh, shift. Right. Is to shift their gears. The second one is shift work. Right. Or working on a schedule outside of the traditional nine to five. Right. So in, in, in the workforce, labor force, you have first shift, second uh, shift and third shift. Right. And so why do they have these different shifts so that they can increase their manpower for more productivity, more output? Right. Unfortunately, there is a danger in multiple shifts. And because one of the dangers is as uh, W, the World Health Organization has considered third shift itself as, as a carcinogen or cancerous causing because it helps to fight. Uh, um, and I'm sorry, it helps to break down the system's ability that the 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 um, the systems the, the immune system to to fight against outside forces that can cause cancer and other health risk. Right. However, you don't have to work all shifts, but you have to make sure that all shifts are covered. Right. So now, but what you have to do is look at shift work and not only are you doing the shift work, but you're, you're a shift manager, right? Or a shift leader. As a leader, you're leading the shifts that are actually working and taking place. And so, you, you, you know, what shift are you going to actually be working on? That's up to you, right? But again, uh, the two ways of how leaders are going to shift is you're going to shift gears and then you're going to shift work. Right. So, again, here, here, let's talk about shift. Uh, as we stated in the beginning, I use the word shift as an acronym, S-H-I-F-T. Right. That stands for set authentic goals, honor your commitments, influence top talent, focus on the future and timing is critical. So setting authentic goals. The first way that you set an authentic goal is you have to properly identify who you are or what kind of leader you actually are. There are many, uh, you know, analysis, SWOT analysis. There are many, you know, type of assessments that you can find uh, uh, that can help you to truly identify Myers-Briggs, you know, these personality and leadership type uh, that you are. There, there's many resources out there. So the first one is you need to find out who you authentically are, right? The second one, uh, which honor your commitments. When you honor your commitments, right, you build trust, you build influence, and then you build loyalty. When you honor your commitments, 
you build trust, you build influence, and you build loyalty. These are some of the the, the primary focuses, right? So when we talk about a leader being MVP, the mission, vision, and purpose, right? And so these are some of the things that are incorporated or baked into that mission, vision, and purpose, right? Is to build the trust, build influence, and build loyalty, right? See, if if a if a uh, and we're going to talk about you know how this actually plays a part into uh, the customer. Uh, I'm sorry, into your employee because again, what we talked about our last podcast was um, with this customer first. They did a webinar and it was talking about the uh, ex equals the cx. Right means that the employee experience equals the customer's experience. So uh, you as a leader, when you are in fact honoring uh, your when you are in fact honoring your commitments that builds trust, that builds influence and that builds uh, loyalty. Right. So the impact that that can have on your employees is 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 great. Right. I mean, it is absolutely great within itself. For instance, one of the ways that it happened is that uh, 94% of the people who with uh, great bosses feel passionate about their work. 20 to 60% of uh, these employees are more productive than those without a great leader or those that don't honor their commitments, those that do not build loyalty, build influence, and build trust, Right. And so what also happens here uh, with it is, again, that great leaders know that change is inevitable. Right. But uh, but the the great part to it is that study shows that 92 percent of the consumers reported that an employee's perceived happiness had a direct impact on their customer experience and brand. So what does this mean? When you are honoring your commitments to your, not only to your uh, customers, not only to your investors, but you're honoring your uh, commitments to your employees, right? So when you are saying to your employees that X, Y, and Z is going to happen or can happen or will happen, and then you honor that commitment, what you're doing now to that employee is you're building trust, you're building influence or increasing your influence, which in, in, in uh, results to building more loyalty, right? So you're building more loyalty. That's what happens when you honor your commitments. Now, uh, when you, the second, the I here is to influence top talent, influence top talent. I was watching a interview with Sean P. Diddy Combs, right, in the entertainment business with uh, Ray Diallo, uh, who is one of the uh, the top talent people and have wrote the book Principles, you know, you know, a great book that he that he wrote there. He talked about how top talent got to have a top talent spec sheet and a top talent spec sheet has three components to it. Right. And, and so it has values, abilities and skills values, abilities, and skills. That's what's in a, that's, that's what's in, uh, an employee. That's what's in an employee, uh, 
uh, uh, talent spec sheet. Pardon me. I, I apologize. I did get distracted just then for, for a moment, but we're going to keep going. You're listening to a podcast being recorded live. So, um, you know, we can always go back and, and cut this part out. But why do so? You know, it, it, it takes the human component out of it, right? Even though we're still giving you the information. So, in uh, what I wanted to share as far as it relates to values, uh, page 14 in a book that is called The Future Leader by Jacob Morgan, which is an excellent book. I really, really, really highly recommend this book for people to read. In this book, he says that DDI found that 85% of executives executives are not confident in their own leadership pipelines. Then he says, here are a few other numbers for for you to consider. In uh, Deloitte's most recent millennial survey, which collected 10,000 responses from 36 countries, 71% of millennials said they are expecting to leave their employment in the next two years because they are unhappy with how their leadership skills are being developed. They are unhappy with how their leadership skills are being developed. And you know, unfortunately, that Gallup has it in their book, It's the Manager, that states that, uh, you know, leaders promote the wrong talent in positions 82% of the time. So you got to look at, okay, how are you going to attract, right, the, the, uh, the top talent? How are you going to attract the top talent? As I have stated before in in, in numerous of my podcasts, DDI, Development Dimensions International, did a study. And in this study, with all of these 25,000 leaders, they came up with 10 challenges of leaders, right? And the number two challenge of leaders at 64% respondents, I'm I'm sorry, 60% uh, of the respondents stated that retaining, obtaining and retaining Next generation, I'm sorry, obtaining and retaining top talent was their number two challenge. Obtaining and retaining their top talent was their number two challenge, right? So again, if you focus on uh, influencing top talent, right, and developing, as Ray has said, a top talent spec sheet, right, (laughs) and if you look at what uh, these leaders value, right? They don't see in the in the early days with the baby boomers, right? What they focused more on was the paycheck, right? Because of the economic crashes of 1929, and then they were coming out of those economic crashes. But today's leaders, the, the millennials and the even Generation Xers, they're not so concerned with the paycheck. They're looking at how their intellectual property is going to be valued and can it be inclusive in the decision-making of the company, right? How do you value their leadership development? How do you value their input in how the, uh, how the company is being ran? That's what, va- that, that's what millennials value. That's what Generation Xers value is they want you to see them, right? All the perks, remember, they, 58% of them would trade in their salary for a great boss. A great boss is one who recognizes what their potential is. <laughs> see? So let's, so let's keep going here. The F in shift, right? Focus on the future. There are five keys uh, to focus on the future. There's vision, preparation, action, review, 
and adjustments. Again, there's vision, preparation, action, review, and adjustment. These are the five keys of how you focus on the future. Now, I'm going to read something to you once again from Michael Hyatt's book, The Vision-Driven Leader. On page 43 of his book, Michael talks about, you know, vision here, right? And so, I hope everybody's doing okay here. Let's, let's continue this here. Michael says, being unprepared for the future means overlooking key opportunities in the present. Let me repeat that. Being unprepared for the future means overlooking key opportunities in the present. Why? Vision keeps us attuned to possibilities that align with the future we see. Without vision, those opportunities slide right by. So again, being unprepared for the future means overlooking key opportunities in the present. There is a statement that says, if you stay ready, you won't have to get ready. Right? So focus on the future. Vision, preparation, action, review, and adjustment. And there's some more. We're going to do a podcast that talks about the future here and the future of work. Right? We're going to talk about that. And then number five, track is or track your work means to set standards, create a leadership rubric and benchmarks, educate all on the standards, benchmarks, and the systems that's used to reinforce or to implement, right? Uh, your benchmarks, and then update your communication and systems as needed for for, uh, for everyone that it actually is going to be affecting, which is, of course, there are different ways of how you can do this um, and different times in which you can do this, right? For your, for your funders, for your partners, for your clients, right? For your employees, for your department heads. There are different times that you're going to do this, but again, you must do this. So, Let's talk about shift once again. S H I F T. When you're going to make this shift, you're going to, you know, so there's two ways of how you're going to make this shift. You're going to shift gears and then you're going to shift the work, right? And so uh, you're shifting, your shift here is you're going to set authentic goals, honor your commitments, influence top talent, focus on the future, and timing is critical, right? Timing is critical. Timing is critical here is the timing here is how you actually track your work. Right. So the timing is critical when you do when when you do that, when you relay that work. Right. When you talk about that work, you know, so you're going to you're going to. So timing is critical and and you're going to track your work. So that's the T. That's that's in there. We wanted to kind of put those two together there. So timing is critical and tracking your work. When you're tracking your work, you know, uh, you set up standards, create leadership rubric, educate all on the standards, and then update communication and systems as needed. That's where the timing comes in. Okay. So, hey, listen, thank you so much uh, for listening to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. I hope that you enjoy. So thank you. Hey, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. We've talked about shift. There are two times that leaders are going to shift. They're going to shift when they're actually shifting 
as a high potential employee into a leadership position and secondly when they're actually shifting to the next level there are two ways that they're going to make that shift is they're going to shift gears right as in first second or third gear or shift gears and the second way is they're going to shift their work right so you're going to choose which shift you're actually going to be working on what is your shift work Okay, so um, also remember that I work with emerging leaders, high potential employees and students to develop and embrace a growth mindset for leadership. If you would like a presentation or keynote, you know, your next event, please contact me via email jason at jmleadershipconsult.com or visit my website www.jmleadershipconsult.com and we will respond promptly. Please subscribe to this podcast using the Anchor app or you can go to Anchor FM or you can also use Spotify and Apple podcast at Jason A. Muhammad slash leadership is. Please follow us on social media. Twitter is at Leadership JM. Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Consulting. You can even call us for a free half hour consultation. 828-333-7234. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.